Company Dads podcast. I'm your host, Paul Sullivan, and today my guest is me. Um, I'm going to talk about what the past year has been like starting the Company of Dads, going from a career that I loved and enjoyed as a journalist for 25 years um, into founding a media company, a community platform um, to serve lead dads, those those go-to parents um, who are men, um, whether they work full-time, part-time, or devote all their time to their children, and in uh, many cases, also support their spouses in what um, they are doing. And uh, talking about myself is not something that uh, I've often done. As a journalist for 25 years, uh, your your whole goal is to, to talk about others. But um, I've been able to assemble a, a great uh, team of four people and um, at our uh, weekly call they encouraged me uh, to do this as a way to sort of uh, wrap up the year um, as one of them said um, you've told all of us a million times how you came to start uh, the company of dads blah 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 but you know what has this year been like and you know what are your goals going forward what is this thing going to become um, so so that's what I'm going to attempt to do today. Um, so don't worry, I won't be so contrived that I'm going to actually ask myself questions. But I'll start off with, um, I guess, quickly that background story. Uh, essentially, you know, for 12 years, uh, 13 years, uh, I was a, a lead dad incognito. Um, got the idea for the company of dads um, during the pandemic when I realized there was no other community out there. Um, for this type of parent, every other type of parent has a community, your stay-at-home mom, uh, tons of community. If you're a go-to-work dad, uh, you go off to work every day or used to at least, but you have your, your colleagues, you have the people you have grab lunch with a drink, travel, you, you've got your community. Uh, working moms, uh, every school district in America reaches out to uh, working moms, uh, every company. Um, in America, even even some of the really bad ones have have programs uh, for working moms. But if you're the lead dad, um, there isn't anything. At, at best, you're the butt of jokes. You're Mr. Mom, your house husband, uh, you're retired, uh, which is one of my favorite ones because unless you work for a hedge fund, how many people really retire uh, when they have kids? Um, but that was the, the genesis. I talked to my editor at the Times in August of 2021. I... Um, wrote my last Wealth Matters column in October of 2021 and was fortunate then to write a final column uh, called The Times Insider that talked about what it had been like to write 608 columns for the New York Times, uh, more than a million words um, in 13 years there, and what I was going to do next. And that was uh, really where this story is going to to, to pick up because that's when things... Um, got exciting uh, for me, at least. <laughs> they got stressful, um, very stressful. They got uh, exciting all over again. Uh, I'd say, you know, it's been 85% exciting, 15% stressful, which I count myself uh, lucky. So what happened? What happened when that last uh, column ran? Well, I, I went out and said, you know, look, um, I'm leaving. I'm starting a community for lead dads. And in my mind, it was always going to be three things. It was going to be a media company, uh, which would have podcasts, newsletters, features. It was going to be a community. So we would have a private community group. We would have um, 
uh, various events, uh, knowing they'd probably be online at first and in person later on. And, and, you know, the biggest possible vision, you know, have national, uh, events, have, have sort of company of dads chapters, uh, around the country, have a, you know, one big national event, um, e- each year, maybe two, that'd be a lot of fun. And the third part would be, um, talking to companies, talking to companies about what they're doing with their, um, the way, the way their employees work now in 2022, uh, in what we're calling the next normal, but essentially, you know, that admission that nobody is going back to 2019. Those of us who, who were able to who had white collar jobs, who were knowledge workers. Um, we had this moment where we were at home and we were working and moms and dads, um, saw roles differently. And they saw that they could share more, they should share more, that, that people could step up, um, that people's careers became, um, you know, more fluid perhaps. And, and that, but we as, as, as humans may, may understand that, but I don't think a lot of companies have um, caught on yet. And obviously there are a couple examples of ones that are doing horrible things, uh, which I don't need to, to mention, but the majority are trying to do the right thing and they're just not quite sure what the right thing are. So, so those are the three you know, tenants of it. And that, that final column in October, um, as you might imagine, was super helpful. And all kinds of people um, reached out to me. And that was exciting and positive. And I guess that's, um, as I look back, that's probably the, the sort of first mistake I made because of that great enthusiasm. I'd, I'd had a plan to sort of launch things gradually uh, at the beginning of 2022 and, and ramp up. But there was so much excitement and so much inbound interest from the three groups that I hope would be interested. You know, men who were lead dads, uh, working moms, and HR executives who thought, you know, how can the company of dads work with me? And so I had hired somebody to build out just the initial website. Um, And then that person, you know, sort of created this whole team to sort of put everything together. And I didn't do my due diligence. I didn't, uh, I, I didn't really, you know, delve deeply enough into what that person was, was, was promising me. And, and that was a mistake. Um, I, I was lucky that, you know, sort of force personality as, as a sort of push through, but a lot of things I, I should have had early on, like a social media person, um, like somebody to sort of, you know, advise on, on how we're going to organize, you know, content stuff I'd had at the New York times for a long time. And, and obviously, uh, took for granted. I, I didn't have, um, and this person promised those things and it, it didn't happen. And, um, when I tell the story to other other founders, in, and I still struggle to call myself an entrepreneur, I call myself a founder, and uh, running a media company. When I talk to other founders and tell them the story, they kind of roll their eyes and they're like, "Well, you know, of course you made a mistake in the beginning," and they're right. You know, a lot of people make mistakes, and I was very fortunate to have the support, um, the backing, both the emotional backing and the financial backing of, of my wife and my my family, because. Uh, it was a costly mistake. It cost a, a lot of waste of money, um, a lot of waste of time. Um, almost everything that, that that group did, we've we've redone or undone um, since then. Um, and I know I'm supposed to take that as a valuable lesson. I'm supposed to wear that as a badge of pride. Um, and But I don't um, because it was a bad mistake. And my wife always tells me it was a learning you know, opportunity. You got a lot of stuff out of it. But, uh, you know, there are moments where I was like, boy, um, I wish I had some of that cash back. But, you know, I can't, can't get it back. So I move forward and, and, you know, in, in building, you know, early on, I um, said, okay, who else can, can help me? Cause I never wanted the company of dads to be um, just about Paul Sullivan. I wanted the company of dads to be about, you know, all the dads at first and then eventually about, you know, dads in general, dads in America, dads in, in North America, dads, 
you know, globally um, who could get together and hopefully change this this dynamic, this dynamic around you know what role a father should play, what role a mother should play, and and just bring some sort of you know rational choice to 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 the discussion as to you know who should be the the lead parent, who should who should be the the lead careerist, uh, as it were. And and so I brought was able to bring on another group who were lovely, absolutely lovely, um, everything about them. But you know I made this is my second mistake, not not on the same level, but, um, they're all people who came from, uh, big media companies as, as I had. And, um, we were simpatico. We, we got along, uh, really well. They worked really hard. We, we worked hard together. Um, everything was sort of right sized around, you know, expectations and, and, and costs. Um, but you know, I, I realized that, you know, big media, I, I didn't need to make things, you know, 5% better. I, I needed to make things 500% better, 5,000% better. That's how I wanted to grow the company of dads because of the passion that I have. I want to reach as many people as I can um, as quickly as possible. And, you know, do I want to inform and entertain people with our podcast and our newsletter and our videos? Sure, 100%. But I also want to be in a part of the conversation that hopefully changes this this work life um, dynamic, you know, my, my, I've been the lead dad to my wife, but I, but I have three daughters and I want them to be able to make, you know, choices. And, you know, it was, everything was going along great with that second group. Um, and then, uh, I happened to have this, this serendipitous meeting, um, in the spring that, that really, um, changed things for the second half of the year. That serendipitous meeting, um, for those of those who know me who have read a lot of my content was, was about, you know, around golf. I'm a degenerate golfer. I love golf. It's my only hobby and um, I'm passionate about it. Um, two of my three daughters play with me. I just have a lot of great memories around golf and I've still continued to write some golf pieces for the New York times. And I was up at, um, up in Boston where the U S open, uh, was played in June for the media day. And, um, I ran into this guy who, who was, uh, an inspiration who is an inspiration for, for the company of dads. And his name is Eric Anders Lang. And he started something called the random golf club. And, um, on the face of it, they have nothing to do with the, the company of dads, but, but the random golf club essentially identified the 80 to 85% of people who love the game of golf, but will never play golf at a private country club, like, like Brookline where the U S open, uh, took place. So they'll play it in different ways. And he was, has been wonderful at creating, um, the sense of community, for that group. And we've done our research at the company Daz. We know there are about 20, 25 million men uh, in America out of 75 million fathers and 125 million men overall who uh, qualify as, as lead dads. You know, a group of them are, are you know, d- divorced, widowed, separated. Another group um, tell the U.S. Census that they are at-home dads. And, and a third group, you know, are in relationships where um, their spouse earns the same or more than them. And, you know, they're ripe to sort of step up and, and be lead dads. And so I ran into Eric uh, there and I started talking to him. And Eric had been super generous when everything was starting um, in December of 2021. Had invited me down to Austin where the Random Golf Club is based. And he introduced me to a whole bunch of people um, that worked with him. And he it was like a, a master class in how to start uh, a, a media company and, and community platform. And um, I'm incredibly grateful to Eric, uh, saved me a lot of time, um, taught me a lot of things. Um, and when we were there at Brookline, I started asking him how, um, certain people were doing and, and asked him how his partner was doing. And he said, you know, they had, they decided to go their, their separate ways. And 
And, you know, at first I was sad to hear this. And then I thought, boy, uh, his business partner is an amazing guy. And his business partner is named uh, Evan Roosevelt. And so I reached out to Evan and um, we started talking. We had hit it off in Austin, you know, whatever that was, six months earlier. And um, he kind of came on over the summer uh, to sort of be a consultant and come on more formally uh, uh, in September. And he's really been um, sort of a right-hand man. He's, he's been able to handle all the business stuff, the whole business side of, of the company of dads, which, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, well-versed in. Uh, I'm, I'm a storyteller. I'm a journalist. I'm, you know, an idea guy. Um, and I'm not uh, a business guy. I've never pretended to be a business guy. So it's been wonderful to have him. And, you know, with the two of us, we have this, this really excellent team. Um, and, and I want to give them a, a, a shout out now. Uh, I've held her, uh, who's, who's been helping me since the very, almost the very beginning, or at least the beginning of when we started having podcasts. And he's produced um, every single podcast, and and he's amazing, and he's a friend, and um, he's even taught me about bourbon, which I'm not sure if that's good or bad. Um, but uh, I love bourbon even more now because of Helder, so I'm grateful to him. Um, we have Emily. Emily does all of our um, web development, um, and I found her in the most classic way for a lead dad, which was by um, hijacking my wife's uh, iPhone. Uh, I hijacked it because my wife has access to something uh, in our town that is really the sort of repository of all information. And that is the Facebook groups for our town. There's a Facebook moms group uh, and then there's a Facebook working moms group. So impersonating my wife with her knowledge, uh, but impersonating my wife, I, I had sought people to help um, with the development. And we found Emily and she's been uh, absolutely first rate, uh, absolutely just just a real uh, a pros pro. Um, happily doing the tedious stuff that has to be done uh, week by week, and also reimagining um, a lot of the structure uh, of the site and making it uh, so much better, um, like thousands percentage points better than it was um, in February when it launched. And then we have Kelly. Kelly is our social media person, um, who's awesome uh, and direct. And I love that she is so direct. And um, I met Kelly through uh, my college roommate's youngest brother who um, runs a great coffee company called Rise Brewing. And she had done social media for them. And he recommended her highly. And he was was right. And she sort of taught me, you know, taught me taught me to be much, much better at, at social media. And so we're, we're sitting here now um, at the end of the year and, uh, and I'm feeling sort of team-wise, structure-wise, uh, awesome. So, so that's the first part uh, of, of of this. That's the sort of you know journey. And you know, the second part, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about some of you know the content that we did this year, and um, you know what that meant uh, to me, and and hopefully to the community. I mean, one of the, the things that I loved doing as a journalist was talking to people. You don't you know really get into being a journalist if you're not interested in people's stories and one of the first regular pieces uh we created was a podcast was a company of dads podcast now they're a little long in the beginning until we realized that people stopped listening in about 25 minutes so then we made them about 25 minutes um but they've been uh, we've done 46 original ones uh this year two more uh compilations uh that are running um over the holidays and then this will be the 49th one uh, of the year. And we've had some, 
you know, great, great people. I mean, I did a podcast with Najee Good, who's become a friend. Um, but Najee won a Super Bowl playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he did the podcast with me in his car outside of the ballet studio where he was waiting to pick up his two daughters. And um, such a generous, uh, thoughtful, insightful guy. Had a, obviously a hilarious one with J.R. Havlin, who won eight Emmy Awards writing uh for the daily show um whose delivery is amazing and and had me laughing throughout but also was incredibly insightful um one that i really connected with was with mike mcgee um and it may be the first time where i've interviewed both a, a husband and a wife in two different roles his wife is annika sorenstam um the greatest female golfer of all time and I had interviewed her years ago um, for the New York Times um, right before she won uh, senior U.S. Women's Open. And I knew that Mike was the ultimate lead dad, like super, super supportive. Um, they've got two kids and he's there. And, and I had just such a wonderful, warm um, conversation with with Mike. Um, Bruce Feiler is somebody that I uh, idolized and followed for, for years. Um, he's a wonderful writer who's had a varied career, but he wrote a book called The Council of, of Dads, not The Company of Dads, The Council of Dads. And it's when he thought he was going to die. He had cancer. He thought he was going to die. And he, he assembled this council. And, and coincidentally, I'm, I'm on a, a council of dads um, for a friend's daughter, um, whose, whose dad, who's a wonderful man, passed away. And talking to Bruce and how he thinks about fatherhood, but also how he thinks about our new way of work. Uh, he was a sort of deep, deep thinker and very generous with his time. Um, David Newsom was a, a brother from another mother. Uh, he lives in Portland. He's a chief marketing officer for a financial services firm. But the two of us feel uh, so similar about the power of our, our calendars and the power of calendars to sort of bring about um, equity um, and change. And as a partner in his firm, he puts uh, a block every day of two hours to be with his son and get his son ready for school, which is a big deal because he's on the West Coast and his firm is based on the East Coast and he's leading by um, example. Um, Eric Arthrell, a uh, longtime Deloitte consultant, um, done all kinds of research on the changing nature of work. He shared some of those findings with me. We had some international uh, lead dads. Uh, Mark Tamhana in Australia, um, father of six, um, completely embraced being a lead dad and, and his kids are sort of in two tranches, three and three and, and his insights from, you know, what he learned from the first and, and how he applies it to the second, um, set, uh, incredible. Uh, Ian Dinwiddie, funny, funny guy, um, friends with all the members of Coldplay, uh, which is a complete non sequitur, but I thought it was pretty cool. And, you know, he's really working as I am, um, with businesses to help them, you know, change the way, uh, they, they, um, interact with working parents but you know i've also been you know lucky that i've met some remarkable men who reached out to me um from some of the earliest ones dave andrews uh former royal canadian air force pilot um alex mckenzie also known as the emperor of ice cream um fernando finstad and nick brophy two lead dads who met through their spouses um who work on wall street and both were just you know, really honest with what it's like to be that, you know, go-to parent, particularly in a world where their wives, um, their wives work in, in hyper-masculine worlds. And 
They were, you know, super thoughtful. We had some great experts talk about the research behind the changing roles of parents, um, what the parents, what the pandemic had done to parenting, what companies can do better. Um, we opened up uh, a conversation. We helped tell some great stories. And, and probably one of the most compelling stories was around um, Marvin Aviles, um, a lead dad who I met 15 years ago playing poker in New York City and then kind of came back to his story on Facebook and, and was sort of baffled. It was literally like I'd, you know, flipped 150 pages ahead in the book. Um, and Marvin had been on an, an, an odyssey, a six, seven year odyssey to get parental rights to be part of his daughter's life. And it took him from New York uh, to London during the pandemic, it cost him a small fortune um, in legal bills, um, caused him to change his, his career. Um, but ultimately he was victorious And this, you know, end of 2022 this is going to be the first holiday season um where he's not fighting to see his daughter where he's he's just he's just with her you know but as i look at the year on the whole what i've benefited most from is people who are willing to support me um eve rodsky author of fair play was really early in reaching out to me and gave me uh, a lot of confidence a lot of confidence to to sort of keep chugging along in my lane and and to make the company of dads um hopefully a meaningful partner um, to what so many uh, working moms are doing to bring about, you know, equity in the home and equity at work. Um, two other groups that really stand out for me are Equimundo and Mother Honestly. Um, both invited me to their conferences this year and and allowed me to participate and share the story and whatever insight the company of dads has. Um, I also want to thank the board, uh, the advisory board that I've put together. They're deeply knowledgeable people, care about the company of dads, they're giving of their time, and um, it means a lot because they're they're busy people who have gotten behind me. Now, as for the future of the company of dads, you know, I've never been one to tell people what I'm going to do. You know, I've, I've always preferred to, to sort of put my head down and, and let my work show what I I've done what I've accomplished. I mean, that that's a central tenant of being a journalist, show, don't tell. Um, and it worked well in my previous life. But now I know people want to know where things are going. And so I'm going to do my best here. You know, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm used to being on the other side of the microphone, not interviewing other people, not interviewing myself. Um, so, you know, next year, first and foremost, is about continued growth. We're adding a second podcast in January, uh, we've already recorded uh, 10, 11 episodes, so we're going to let that fly, see how it goes. You know, we're, we're looking to bring on more contributors. We, we've benefited from uh, probably about 10, you know, half dozen, dozen people this year who've come on board and, and shared their stories, and they've been crucial. And it's more crucial to have even more of them because the, the company of dads is never, uh, never about Paul Sullivan. It's about lead dads, and it's about working moms, and it's about families, and to tell those stories, we need as many different types of lead dads from as many different perspectives and backgrounds as we can to, to tell the complete story. Um, and on the financial side, the, the big news is is early next year, we're going to open a seed round to raise capital, to to grow the company of dads, to, to hire more staff, to bring on more contributors, to be able to do um, some, some longer pieces, uh, to be able to, you know, record a bunch of, uh, the corporate work that we're doing, um, to, to be able to, to make it more accessible to a wider group of people, almost sort of like a subscription model, um, to sort of learn from, but you know, what doesn't change, uh, in 2023 is our, our first principles. 
uh, we want to bring all the dads together. There are 25 million of us uh, out there. Uh, you know, I talked about the three different groups we, we, we fall in, but like we're a big group of people and we can be a positive group of people that can help lead to change at home, um, change in the workplace, change in schools. You know, how many, how many dads volunteer in schools? It's, it's wonderful. It's joyful. I've been able to do it a lot and, and it's some of the best time, you know, that I get to spend in my day when those days come up. Um, second, we want to continue to partner with working moms to figure out what companies can do to adapt to the next normal. Um, third, we want to continue to help families fulfill their full potential. I mean, that's our goal. This is uh, lead dads are part of part of a unit, and we want that unit to function at at the highest level. You know, but our ultimate guiding principle uh, for 2023, uh, 24, 25, and and beyond is we want to become the go to resource for everything to do with fathers, fatherhood, family support, working moms, kids who are loved and cared for. We want to be the place that you go when you have those questions. We want our community of lead dads to grow and thrive, but we also want that community to inspire other fathers to to do more um, and, and to, to be a bridge to working moms and to corporate HR department so they see the company of dads as a go-to place um, for doing what they need to do in their lives and at work. And, you know, as we've said you know, early days, um, we're all in this together. You know, this is not something that we're doing, you know, in, in a silo. We, we are all in this together and we know that together we can, we can make things better. So thank you for 2022. Um, thank you for tuning, uh, in, in 2023. And I look forward to just, um, to so much more and to being part of the conversation um, and to hopefully bringing about some some positive change at home and at work. And uh, I'm just very grateful.